Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, coming to you from sunny, warm Alabama today. It is uh, The weather's been crazy down here, been cold and then hot, and we've got storms coming today. So uh, it's actually, what, 70, 75, I think, outside right now. And it is uh, just ripe weather, ripe weather for storms. I see most people out uh, plowing snow, Uh, all you guys up north out there plowing snow and making that dough and that's not something that i have any interest in doing i'm gonna watch y'all on instagram and enjoy enjoy y'all's highlights being out till 2 and 3 a.m but hey that's what the hustle's about isn't it so uh we have a good guest interview today we actually have an in-person guest i'm super excited and uh it is none other than jason krill with alabama lawn pros jason how you doing man I'm doing great i'm glad uh Glad to be here. And people don't know we live like five minutes. I put in my GPS. It was five minutes. I yeah, said, I, I can handle that. That's right. Very, very close. Uh, we actually, uh, I know, I I cut yards that are right next to the ones you treat. I don't think I have any that you treat though. That's actually kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I see, I pick up. If people drive past me during the summer, they think I'm a, like a treatment company for, or I'm just going around picking up other people's signs because I have so many yard signs in my in the back of my truck. I've got. The mighty green, the the I, they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I everywhere. don't like those signs, but people people think that the signs is like a huge marketing technique, and I mean it does help a little bit. But honestly, I just it's just to let the customer know I've been there that day here. Really, you know. But I know when I was mowing grass, it, it's it's annoying. Oh, it's I, annoying. <coughs> I, I pick them up. Them I just tell people, I was like, throw them away, man. Yeah. I, I had some people want to give them back to me. I was like, just throw them things away. I yep. just put it out so the customer knows I showed up. Well, I guess that's kind of – we can just hop into that topic. That's actually a, a unique topic. So you're saying the marketing on that. What is that? Well, let's let's backtrack. Let's go back to – for everyone out there, who, if anybody doesn't know who Jason is, tell a little, bit, a little about what you do here in Alabama. We're local right here down the road. So tell everybody what you do. Yeah, I'm, I run my company, Alabama Lawn Pros. I It's my third lawn business, not on purpose. It just happened that way. The first one I I sold, I was mowing grass, and somebody asked me if I wanted to buy my business, and I'm kind of one of those people that just nearly anything I have, with a few exceptions, is for sale for the right amount of money. So I sold the first business and then kept a a small portion and started mowing more yards, and then we moved, and I sold that business and uh, started up with my current company, Alabama Lawn Pros, and uh, I'm now I'm basically exclusively weed control and fertilization. So I quit mowing lawns and spraying and try to get to know all the mowing guys that they send me business. I send them business and it, it usually works out for the most part. And then I own, and I'm a, I, I, I like to say a part-time YouTuber. You're I an influencer. Just go ahead and well, say Yeah, it. I guess. But my, that's my side gig is a, a, a lawn care life on YouTube is mostly, uh, most, if I'm going to influence anybody, it's probably going to be on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's I, there's a lot of people that uh, the videos that we just did recently. I was going back and reading through the comments and everything. Everybody was talking about how they they love the videos and how they were wanting you to put out some more stuff. And so 
Def, people definitely keep up with you on there. What are you, you're almost you're about to hit 100,000, aren't you? I, like 94, I 96. That was my goal this year. It just didn't happen. So well, I think I'm at 92,000 or something. But supposedly YouTube, you know, gives you a little piece of paper that says you did something if you get to 100,000. Yeah, don't so, you get a plaque or something, I think? I don't know. I, don't, I, isn't that the silver play button, I think, is when you hit 100,000? Maybe so. It's, a, it's, I, uh, it's been a slow and steady plod for me. I've been yeah. at it for about – 10 years so i i uh some ways envy those who fly to a hundred thousand in the first year but that, that just hadn't been my course well and there's a there's i don't know there's good and there's bad behind that is um the the thing that you probably haven't taken off so much because you're putting out good content i mean you're putting out stuff that people are learning from you're not yeah. just putting out how to mow tall grass videos yeah. and that's that's not i'm not to knock the guys that are out there making those videos yeah. good for them it's hey they're, they're running a business and they're becoming profitable at it so if it works it works but uh, i think over time yours is going to be the the tested one that stays the long run and it has what is this what how many years you say i've probably been doing it for 10 years yeah and, and it's always a balance you know you you gotta you got to get views and get stuff. Like you want that yeah. viral video every now and then, but at the same time, I try to. I just you know got to put that how to flip edge video out there. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> what, the I mean, that, yeah, so that's it's a balance. I mean, you know, I don't know. I have to think through. Like, do I want to be a serious channel that really helps people, or yeah. you want to be a entertainment channel that just gets lots of views? And I've tried to sort of balance both of those. And, yeah, you know, and there is a balance there. Just yeah. I mean, from and even like in the uh, even like in the in the podcasting world, uh, I could get on here and just talk about entertainment all day, and people a lot more people probably listen. If I just had two or three guys sat here and goofed off and just talked about stupid stuff, people probably listen. But when I try to bring good content, the numbers don't always reflect the time and the effort you put in. So uh, kudos to you for sticking it out for ten years, and now you're about to you'll hit a hundred thousand probably by what March or April? You think? I guess it it usually uh, honestly like. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day is usually the bottom of the YouTube world for me. And really? then first of the year, it'll slowly start climbing and then, you know, probably peaks out about May or April or May. And then, yeah. you know, as you get into the fall football season, all that, people start caring less about their yard. Yeah. My goodness. I hear the dogs out here. We got, I just, we have a brand new puppy. I don't even know if I've talked about that on the show before, but I have a brand new, uh, brand new puppy. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. I got to get him out of here. He's about to open the door. Hey, it's Marty, and I've been in the communications business for a long time. And our dirty little secret, well, among several secrets, is that we're just not very good at truly communicating. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Do you feel that way about your communication with clients? That it's just not as strong as it should be? That is why Brian has the Growing Your Business with Customizable Newsletters course over at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. This is an opportunity to increase sales through better communication. Help me! Help me! Every month you're invoicing and billing, and that is the perfect time to share new and exciting information with your customers. Check this out. I'm sending you some email. Monthly email newsletters are a powerful way to educate, inform, upsell, and just keep the overall atmosphere of your business in tip-top shape. Wow. Get started today at LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com, and that link is on your podcast app. All right, we're back, everybody. Sorry for that interruption. We got, like I said, I have a four-month-old golden retriever, and we're actually doing this in the office at the house, so uh, most of the time I can kind of 
get them out and they, they won't bother me, but they know another person's here, so they're trying to check it out and join in on the fun, but they would just cause uh, too much of a ruckus to be in here. They would be a part of the show. Uh, so anyway, back to what we were talking about. I don't even know where we're at. Were we, were we on YouTube still? I don't even know. I think so, but I think we covered that enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah we covered a lot of YouTube, and that's it's a fun side gig. That's what you said. Is it's, you like doing it on the side, but it's not. You almost would rather go out and spray yards. Uh, I mean, I like the combination of both. You know, YouTube's been great, and I, I'm planning to keep doing it. I, but I don't think I want to be a full time YouTuber. But you know, it 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 is what it is. I I enjoy it, and but. I enjoy also being out there working on yards and trying to do that. If you're not doing that, then what, you know, that kind of gives you content to know what to talk about on YouTube. I'm, I'm usually talking about what I'm doing on somebody's yard or what I'm doing in my own business. So it, it works hand in hand. I hear you. Well, let's, uh, I got a few questions for you today, kind of some specific questions that are uh, kind of just overall business questions. Uh, you've been in it. I mean, how long? So, how long have you been in business total for yourself? I think I started in two thousand seven. So, uh, so what? Fourteen, almost fifteen years, something like that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. That's a big mark. Um, so, you got a lot of knowledge, a lot of wealth of uh, advice you can give, and that's what I. Uh, that's what I love getting out of. I want to bring on good guests to the show that can bring y'all a lot of good information. And that's what I plan to do today here with Jason. I'm very appreciative for him being here and joining us. So uh, one thing I have is let's talk about systems really quick. And I know systems is a huge thing in fertilization because you have, I mean, hundreds of customers you got to keep up with, a lot of different routes you have to make. Um, what do your systems look like keeping you or how do you have systems to keep you organized in your everyday thing? Um, what are you using for your your softwares of like how having to go out and map out your your routes and all that? Yeah, so systems is a word that's always been frustrating to me because I, I I hear people like these you know how some people they can just run they're just great business people it seems like yeah. whatever they do it just works you know and they yeah. they always talk about the system and all this and I and I I feel like it's something I know a little bit about and I can't ever quite execute so. Um, but I can speak to what I do. I mean, I, I use Yardbook, and that's what I've been using. I, well, since I've had Alabama Lawn Pro, so I guess since 2015. And uh, it it works great. I don't necessarily use it all for the, the routing and everything. I, I use it mostly for my uh, customer management. I use it to do all my invoicing and things like that. My routing... And, and this is what's tricky with doing weed control and fertilization. It's not, it doesn't always fall perfectly on a calendar. So it's not like if I'm mowing lawns and I'm going weekly or bi-weekly, you can set, set them up in the software. You know, everybody's going to come back as a recurring job. Well, yeah. if your recurring job is like every, you know, every 53 days or yeah. something, except, except for when it rains and then it's every 57 days, except for when it's hot and you need to wait. It, yes, there's no perfect pattern to it. I tell people... I do seven applications a year. It's roughly every six weeks the first half of the year and roughly every eight weeks the second half of the year. So it's not even consistent throughout the year. But like I said, some years in September, it's 95 degrees and no rain. And so I can't go out and spray some toasty brown yard. I got to wait a little while. Other years, it's it's fine and you can do it. So so point being, I mean, I have as simple as like a Google document where I have – all my customers arranged by neighborhood, and I basically have them in order of the the route I want to you know do them all each application. So, and I go through there and go through the go through the list. You have to keep track of the chemicals you're spraying. You can do that manually. You can do it with the software, and then um, I'm always updating. So if somebody fires me, they get taken off the list. I pick up a new customer, add them on the list. So it's always a 
uh, recurring thing. It's always ever changing. It doesn't yeah. sound like it's ever ever very stagnant for too long. Yeah, that's what I've been doing today. I've been sitting there in the computer staring at it saying, you know, this person doesn't pay their bill, so I'm going to make them put a credit card on file. If they don't want to do it, they're gone. So I erased them off. I'm trying to get as cleaned up as possible going into 2022. And then, um, but as far as, you know, other system, I'm, I'm thinking, for me, whatever you do, like like I don't I don't have a secretary. I got like three hundred yards or so. There's no secretary. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to automate as much as possible with credit card on file and prepayment. But then, I, I just feel like so many people waste so much time during the day when they're out there working. You know, so I I think that's something that I have actually cleaned up a lot in my own business. I've really tightened up my route in. I mean, when I leave for the day, I'm, I'm, I'm in five minutes from leaving my house. I'm, I'm oftentimes working, and I, I may drive, you know, four miles total for the day. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just trying to, to build up as many small yards as possible in the same neighborhoods, stack them together, and trying to, you know, keep it as profitable as possible. Cause like, and then, you know, when I come home, I don't want to be sitting there texting people reminders about you didn't pay last time and you – you know, the software will do it for you, but they they ignore you once, they'll ignore you the second time. Yeah. <laughs> so. How long did you start? How long did you do it without having a system, without having a yard book? Did you do that like the uh, first year? You well, I, I guess I've always used the um, software, even though I did used to just. I used this was the worst. I, I used to actually print out all my invoices. Oh wow! And mail them at yeah. the end of the month. And it was terrible because I'd mow their grass all month and then send them an invoice at the end of the month. And then they had basically two, three weeks in the following month to pay. You may end up six or seven cuts in before you finally get, get paid. Yeah. You finally get caught up in the wintertime. I don't know why I did that. I just didn't know any better. But, yeah, yeah you didn't know any better. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why we do this stuff. Yeah. For everybody that's out there starting not to do that. Yeah. I mean, because I, I used to always think like the 3% credit card fee or whatever, 2.85%, whatever yeah. it is. I just thought that was terrible. Like, why would I pay, give up 2.85? And now I'm like, I will gladly give up 2.85% yeah. because the headache and then the time. I, I don't even want to go to the P.O. box and pick up a check and have to go take it to the bank. I mean, I, I do that, but it, the convenience of just having it, just hitting there, clicking buttons and their credit card on file, and just charge, 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 yeah. charge, and just mass email them out their receipt. I'm like, I don't care if 2.85. You just add it. It's 5%. I don't care what it is. Just about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just the way people – sometimes I'm thinking I'm not a great business person, but I can look at what other businesses do that are successful, you know, and like – like Amazon or something. I'm not Amazon, but I'm saying whenever I call Amazon and I'm mad at them, they always make me happy and do take care yeah. of you and fix it. And, and and I thought there's something to that, you know, I don't have to. So I try to at least pick up tips from other, you know, other successful organizations. Well, those are the kind of people to look up to. And it's, it's kind of like Caleb Allman says, if you ever listen to his podcast, I, I quote him all the time on here, but uh, it's, he, he, he's a wealth of knowledge. He knows so much stuff. He always says is like, you're gonna, they're gonna go the extra mile for somebody because that's what Walmart and Amazon do. There, you can open it and you can personally break that. You could break that thing and be like, I want to send it back, and they would let you because they know you're a long term customer. Yes, and so that's what you're saying is you learn, you've learned good stuff from them because they've made you happy. They've fixed your problems, and now you take that and and try to do it in your business as well. Yeah, one time, and this is to me the way this works is you you have to build those costs into your 
business, like yes. for instance, credit card. People want to pay with a credit card, yeah. and they want it to be convenient, and they're okay if you charge them three percent more. Well, you you have to t- you have to build that in. Cause I remember one time we first moved here, and I needed to make money any way I could. So I get my brother in law, and we go do a, put about ten pallets of sod out for this guy. I'm pretty sure this guy's multimillionaire, but he's also a kind of multimillionaire that likes to keep his multi-millions. Pinches, pinches, yeah, yep. he, he doesn't like sharing his multi-millions. So I forget what we, we, we're not in the side business, but I think we, I told him like $200 a pallet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, now that was just the layout. We didn't do any dirt work. Maybe we got some, oh, actually we did. We got a load of soil, topsoil, and the dump truck guy, I don't know what he's, he's backs into the actual yard and ruts up the yard and oh, actually got, no. he got stuck and uh had to call a record he wanted me to split the record bill with him i was like man i didn't you're the one to yeah, back it I up in the yard <laughs> and uh so anyway i uh we did the yard uh, we did the job it, it nearly killed me and uh but i thought you know what we we priced it so low that we couldn't give the customer a break on anything you know what I'm no. so sometimes if you're your prices are so low like if you're making really good profit on stuff like amazon and the, and the customer you know size they want to be man you just let them have it because you, you're so profitable if you've cut your prices so low you can't afford to give the customer a break because you're barely making any money as it is yeah but those are the customers that are going to come back to you when you do yeah. that when you build that's that in right. and and that's one thing that i've i have had to fix myself this year is you can't quote jobs the way that you would want to what you would want to spend on it. Yeah. That's one thing that I've had to realize is getting into some quote unquote bigger landscapes from my level. They're still extremely small, but, um, when I, when I give somebody a price, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to pay this. There's no way. And they come back and don't even bat an eye at it. Yeah. And I'm like, if it was me, I was like, there's no way I would pay that for, yeah. for this. Cause I know how to do it. And so that's one thing, like you can add that percentage into your price is that five. And one thing that I, this is so like, so it's like low level, like that's a like a dumb thing, surface level thing. It's so stupid, but I've it, it has helped me in my mind. Is if you're going to quote a job, say you're going to quote a yard for forty five dollars to do the lawn to do the chemicals, why not quote a fifty? Because if you quote a fifty, they're if they're going to say yes to forty five, they're not going to say no to fifty. Yeah, most that, time. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And that, I mean, I I had to go up on people this year, and I yeah. and I get real nervous. Like, well, if I go up, I mean, most people are like, oh, we totally understand. Yeah. You know, like they don't they don't even flinch. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it went. Uh, I was forty eight last year. This year it's going to be fifty one. They're like, oh, that's fine. We we, you know, and they don't care. But it, but in the business, that actually makes a significant difference. It makes we a got huge difference. Hundreds of yeah. customers. And I think if I don't go up on this guy three dollars this year, and I continue on for the next several years for three dollars, and not just him, all of them combined, I mean, it's, it ends up costing yourself thousands of dollars. And yeah. that makes, I mean, anyway, it's, it's just like McDonald's or somebody makes a big deal over how many ketchup packs they give you. Well, yeah. if you think of how many ketchup packs they're wasting, they, it makes a big difference on their bottom line. So yeah, it's not a direct correlation, but um, you know. I th- I think most people. This is what I had to like to, to, to your point. I I went this um, morning. I took my daughter to Chick Fil A. She was well, actually she had given me a ten dollar gift card for my birthday to take her to Chick Fil A. So we so, her, yeah. so we did. That's, we that's went. Parent life. Well, I told her. I said, you know what? I I said I probably hadn't been to Chick Fil A in two years, and I really? like I like Chick Fil A. Wow. I said, but like your point about people don't shop. We can't price like we buy. I yeah. said. 
I'm so cheap, I guess. I, Chick-fil-A's basically outpriced me. I, yeah. I can't afford Chick-fil-A, or I don't want to pay. What yeah, you don't want to pay. No, but again, that's that, I'm in the minority because you, the drive-thru is wrapped around the building. Oh, you can't and, get in this yeah, one here. So, yeah, so I'm saying, so you, I can't say, I can't do things the way I would do. I mean, obviously, most people would go through there and buy a $7 meal for breakfast, you know, yep. a coffee and a hash brown, a biscuit for $7. I, I, said, I ain't doing that, but that, yeah. but they don't bat an eye about it, and they yep. do it four times a week. And so, Chick-fil-A knows that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'd be dumb not to charge $7. And the exactly. fact that they ran me off is no big deal. They're not losing anything. Yeah, they yeah. don't care. And so that's the thing way with lawn care. You can't. If you charge $30 a yard, you'd have more work than you could possibly do. So you can only do so much work as it is. Yeah. Might as well make it profitable. But just just do that from the beginning. That's the thing. Like you're saying, you're going up on prices now year after year. But you do, like I, I personally know there's people that listen to this show that have reached out that they're going to be starting chemical uh, companies here soon. And in this in the next year, they're going to be starting. So. What little bit I know about chemicals, I don't, I don't know hardly anything about it, but I do know when it comes to pricing stuff is price it right the first time. Like price it the 45 or the 47 or the 50 the first time. Don't price it the 35 and then have to adjust your price in the next two years when you realize, wow, I'm not making any money on this. Yeah, and I would get away personally from the first treatment free, first treatment twenty nine ninety five, first yep. treatment half all. I just... Just throw all that away. Let the big companies do that. Yeah. That's what they do. Because most time, people are going to hire a, a small local company. They are they are willing to pay more for the small for local the company. The bigger. So they, you know, I used to do that half off your first treatment. I think well, I basically just gave away half my money. They were going to hire yeah. me anyway. I'm like, here, why don't you just take some of my money while I'm at it? You know, yeah. it's so stupid. And then and then you also get that one who just does the one treatment, which you did half price, and then you never hear from them again. They fire you you know they I, i've had one i still mad at from about five years ago he, he's a i did the first treatment i don't remember if it's half off or not and i don't think he ever paid and and, and uh he said uh i texted him about paying he's like oh we didn't see any results so i, I like it like it was, oh, I was like oh, yeah. it made me so mad i tried to call his employer i couldn't he, i think he had quit or got fired or something yeah. i was like well good i hope he got fired <laughs> That's not holding a grudge or anything. No, Jason man, doesn't hold either, grudges. No, either way, I don't think about him ever again. <laughs> oh man, it, it it is funny how that that kind of stuff sticks around though, because I have, I have customers like that that I I actually personally had somebody that like like a month ago actually I we were sitting there talking and I said the job's this much it was I don't know seven fifty we'll say seven fifty and five minutes later he went inside wrote a check came back out with a check for seven hundred dollars and I was like. And honestly, so this is bad of me. (laughs) Don't take this as advice. If anybody does this to you out there that's listening, you get your $50 back. But for me, the dude was talking. He would would not stop talking. He was taking him a whole afternoon. So to me, it wasn't worth the $50 to be like, hey, you owe me the 50 bucks. But don't let him walk all over you like that. That's another thing when you're starting out is like that guy owed you money. You you should have gotten your money. And, And like you said, you reached out to the employer and you did what you could. But don't let somebody cheat you for what the for the money that you did the work for and that that's looking back on my situation i should have said no this was this this was 750 dollars job and you drew me a check for 700 and he would and he did and he did it knowing that i probably wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. and and that's exactly what he got he saved his 50 dollars, and so um 
I don't know. That's just a big. That's a big thing to me. Is something. It's just learning. It's process of things, yeah. and that's that's one thing that I that I want to hear. I, I like talking to to you, somebody who's been in the business for this long, because you've seen all this stuff, and it helps these new guys that are starting out. That and, and even young guys like myself that's only been in it two or three years. The stuff that you see, and once you see it one time, you never, you'll, it'll never happen again. Yeah. But by having these conversations, the ones that see it the first time don't ever let it happen. Don't don't let it not happen again. Just don't let it happen in the first yeah. place. Yeah, it to me is like the fifty bucks, like in that situation, like the guy cheated me. And I had it almost the same thing happen to me what time it's from a fellow lawn company he was subbing out the spray and and I mean he was a mowing company and they shorted me fifty bucks, man. I'm just yeah. like, what I was like why is it i don't you know you don't want to accuse somebody yeah. but like you, you can you read the numbers on that invoice yeah you know? so anyway but the point is it's more than the 50 dollars is like it just weighs on me i just i get so mad and i literally lose sleep over. so that's why i'm going really? to credit card on file i'm like i i just get so worked up when people do me wrong and i that's not you know that's not necessarily great but you don't want customers trait. like that in your business though. yeah that's you don't thing. want them anyway and, yeah. then, and then it just wears on me and i come home and i say i can't believe that guy did me that and i'm like card on file or, or go to somebody else well and this is like this is kind of diving deep into the topic here but it can kind of it, like you're saying it affects everybody differently some people will say ah whatever and move on for you it affects you it actually affects you it affects you personally so that you could take that home into your family life and that could ruin your night at home with yeah. your kids and oh, your wife I, I agree i used to have this this old lady when we was mowing grass this this old lady would write a handwritten one page note almost a full page every single time we showed up about what we did wrong the last time oh, we were man. out there picking up four inch twigs out of our yard before we mowed and and <laughs> no you way. didn't get around the fence good enough and you there was a piece of grass on my side or yeah. i mean every time and i and i thought i got so mad at that lady but i'm saying it, we had a crew and we we it was kind of you laugh to keep from crying but we we would be it, it literally would hurt the morale of the crew because yeah. we got to go to this lady's house and listen and to her gotta, wine. Yeah. And me- I remember when she fired me, which was inevitable. She was probably we were going to break up, and I just hate that I let her fire me before I could fire her. Before but could, but yeah. it, she didn't pay the last time either. She just fired me and didn't pay. And uh, and but we are so it's like the idea of just being done with her and like it, to me, it's it's hard running a small business. Lawn care is hard work. There is a huge demand for it, especially if you're decent at what you do and a, yeah. a halfway honorable human being, which you know not all of us, not er, not everybody is. Yeah. And so, like people will pay if there's somebody's making your life more difficult. I just you know move on. I mean, do it politely. Don't you don't have to you know say ugly things to them, but it's just not worth it because there's yeah. I I, just, I think half time in my mind I tell myself I can replace that customer faster than they can replace me absolutely you know? I mean, they, uh, seriously yeah. today in today's contracting problems you really could yeah. because you can't get anybody to show up to do anything I yeah mean, I, I looked for I looked for somebody to bring me firewood for I don't know a month before yeah. somebody finally yeah. showed up and yeah. wasn't a scam or anything so that is that's very true you can you can find somebody before they could replace you um, but so, so what we're talking about here is just a lot of business, just tips and advice and just stuff that Jason's learned over his years and stuff that I'm still learning today. Um, what made you, what made you kind of start your business back in the day? What made you start and want to go on your own and jump into this world yeah. of entrepreneurship? Well, I think people, I really think people were kind of born with the entrepreneurial spirit. Now I didn't know. Now I looking back, I'm like, 
how come I never worked out with me working a regular job? Yeah, you know, and yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm not lazy and I'm not like I show up and you know, but I always kind of just didn't work out. You know, I always yeah. and and, I, and even in school, I was just like thinking, why does everybody work forty hours a week and make just enough money to get by to survive? Yeah, yeah, it's like seemed like no matter if you made a lot of money or a little money, everybody's just got enough to make it. And I was yeah. like, what if there's a better way? Like, what if you could work thirty hours and make more money, or work sixty hours and make? I, you know, I don't know. I just thought there's got to be a different way. So yeah. And and then I had this kind of desire. I wanted to do something that mattered with my life. I was just like, I can't do this whole nine to five thing. And I've done I, the worst job I ever had. Well, I, I had a lot of really bad ones, but I had a, just an office job where I literally basically did nothing. I worked for the the uh, state government, and, and no, it, yeah, if they claim they're hiring more people, don't 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 believe, don't don't believe them because there was a. Not a need for extra people. I could assure you could have fired 90% of the floor I was on, and I don't think nothing different would have happened. Um, but anyway. It's nice to know that's where our tax dollars are yeah, going. Yeah, they say raise taxes. I say, I don't know. I <laughs> saw a few that we might could cut. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I didn't do anything, and um, that was basically miserable. But um, I, I kind of, to give you, answer your question, I wanted something that had a purpose to it. So I, and when I was in college, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of ambition, unfortunately, and didn't have a lot of direction. But I, I thought, well, I'd like to either go be a missionary or go join the military or have my own business. Those are kind of three things I thought sounded, you know, bigger than myself, I guess you would say. Yep. Well, I, uh, of those three, end up, starting a business and then i was like well what can i do and i ended up going you know doing lawn care not because i did a lot of research into it or anything it was just it was just what came to mind something i thought i could get started in and then but now actually i i've told you this well i I failed at another business coupon book fundraising company and it just kind of affirmed to me the lawn business you know people are down on it sometimes i I still think it's a great business uh it's not maybe not you know gonna it's not like silicon valley and gonna yeah. make multi-millions but uh but it, it can be a great income for a lot of people and and like you're saying you wanted to do something that mattered and some people say oh, cutting grass why does that matter that doesn't there, you can take it so many levels and it, you can help i know you're a fellow believer and uh we talk about that on the show a lot and you, you can help widows help oh, widows yeah. that they can't cut their yard you can go cut the grass for them and um you could put some mulch in their beds every once in a while or maybe help a family out that yeah. can't afford to do something like can't afford to pay, get their yard cut because they their relative has cancer and he de- yeah. can't afford them so there is a way to definitely and and also just holding yourself to a high standard like you want a quality product when you leave the yard and that's mm-hmm. same to you is uh, one question i was going to ask is what would you say defines you from your competition? Because I know weed control and fertilization is so competitive. Like, yeah. like lawn maintenance and fer- lawn maintenance is. It, it's probably. I don't know. I, I would say it's more competitive just because it's easier to get into. And more people can do it than the weed control fertilization. But I have seen. I mean, we have. There's so many weed control guys around here. And yeah. what kind of what do you think sets yourself apart? But then, what would you, what advice would you give to somebody else who's starting or? Uh, even has their own company now to help them set themselves apart as well. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say something about you were talking about helping widows or oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. I, that. That was a good, uh, made me think I, I was gonna, I have very few, I, I think there's a balance to like one sense, you have to be profitable as a business. Like, like I, I had somebody ask me about sponsoring their 
and I know you're a basketball coach, fostering their junior high girls basketball team or something. Yeah. And I was like, I told him no. And he was a customer, and he, yeah. he, he kind of pressed me on it. And I told him no again. Yeah. And I thought, I don't care if I lose a customer. I'm not doing it. I know it's, it's, it's basically a donation. I'm not going to get a single customer from this. Yeah. And that's fine if you want to do it, but I, I'm just kind of in the sense that I, I have to make – You have to make money at the end of the day. be profitable. Yeah. And then if I want to choose to be generous to somebody, you can Okay, so that's the one side. The other side is I think you really should find some way to help somebody because um, I have a few people I help out. And I think I told my wife recently, I was like, you know what, when when you wake up, when I wake up, I'm not not really proud of this, but I can't tell you what percentage of my day goes toward trying to make money, whether on YouTube or marketing money. I mean, it's a large percentage of my mind and energy is make money, make money, make money, make money. And, and, and that's not all bad, but I hate just that, you know, control in my mind. And I thought, you know what, sometimes for me to shift and to, to think, how can I do something for somebody without, trying to make money it actually comes back as one of the more meaningful things you can do and you have feel like you have purpose other than just making money which is not a bad you know that's a good thing i'm trying to make money you got to make money to yeah. be able to help people that's but, the thing yeah but let's say i sometimes if i get to help somebody i'm like you know what that was probably one of the best things i did this week or like yeah. this week like if i'm out making money make money when i went to chick-fil-a with my daughter that, that you know i've got to make time for that too and that yeah. actually turned out to be one of the better things. So, um, but you said setting yourself apart. Let me get back to the, the actual question No, that's question good here. stuff. That's um, good stuff. Set set yourself apart. I try to. I mean, I'm I'm a solo guy, so I, I kind of ride that hard when I'm going against bigger companies mm-hmm. and, and try to emphasize that I'm I'm the one taking care of your lawn. Now, I don't think you have to be necessarily a solo guy to really push that. If you're just a small business and um, that you show that you have personal interest in their yard. And I think without even doing any work, I think you can convince them of that just talking to them. Because you know yeah. how it is when, you, like you say, you try to get somebody to get, give you firewood, you call them. And, and if they answer, they might not answer. They might not call you back at all. And then half time if they answer, they sound so disinterested. Like, yeah. I could care less if I get you. You know, so if you, even the tone of your voice, like, you know, like I, when I come give somebody a quote, if I can't come right away, um, I want to really emphasize to them that I want to look at yeah. your yard and I'm going to try to get there as soon as I can. You yeah. know, so I'm like, yes, thank you for calling. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll be by there this afternoon. I'm, I'm sorry I'm working on the other side of town, but as soon as I get back, um, you know, in your area, I will head right over there to look at it. And and it, you can hear it in somebody's voice, like yeah, they they uh they actually want the work, and, yeah. and and you believe that sounds simple, but that sets you apart from half the other people. Um, so that you know that's one thing. Then like I said, just emphasizing, I I want to, I don't want to just measure your yard on the computer and email them a quote or text them a quote. Like I want to, I really want to stand on their yard with them and talk to them. So I, I want to point out the weeds in their yard, tell them. I'm not trying to show off, but I want to name the weed, and here's what we can do to yeah. control that weed. So you're you're selling yourself, you're presenting yourself as knowledgeable, and then you know besides the lawn thing, in lawn biz, it uh, your lawn not there. There is a sense where you're it's just personal, you know, when it's local lawn business. Some people want them have somebody they feel like they can halfway relate to, and yep. as a, as a 
a decent person to talk to. So if they want to stand there, I, you know, I'm not that social. I don't want to sit there and talk all day. But if they want to have a 10-minute conversation about their lawn, then I'll sit there and do that. And uh, sometimes you gain their trust, and then they're not going to fire you for anything. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, th- I think that what you said right there is it just at the end is massive because – you, we, we talk about being profitable and making money. You have to do that. So you can't stand there and talk to Joe Blow in his yard or, or Granny Herfnerbler or whoever you want to call her. You can't sit there and talk to them every time you're at their yard for 30 minutes. That can't happen because then you lose money. But when there's a time where she wants to talk about something, she maybe she does express a concern about something you did. Or you have to sit there and, and as a business owner, take that and – Take it on the chin and say, yeah, we, we did mess up. If you did mess up, acknowledge that. But then just kind of not, I don't know, it sounds bad, but like entertainer. Like, I mean, go along, kind of what you're saying. Make sure, make her feel like you want to be there and you don't just hate your life. And that results in customers that will be lifelong customers. Because yeah. I, the same thing you just said, I know 100% I, ha- I can count customers that they will never drop me for anything. And that I'll be cutting their grass until they're dead. And I know it's a bold statement. But I 100% believe it with all of my being is that's just we, we take care of them the right way and we they entrust us more than they would anyone else. And to, I mean, now, could they entrust someone else more? I mean, if they met them, I, I don't know. But I'm saying unless we do something absolutely terrible, uh, we're not going to get fired from that yard. And yeah. that's that's huge in, in starting that and building that relationship from the beginning when they, when they call you out there. Yeah, I mean, I've had customers, I remember talking to this guy, and he, he a young guy, been diagnosed with cancer. And then uh, last year I had this lady, her husband died, and, and I, she's telling me, she's crying, telling me about it. Yep. And, and, I, and he died on their anniversary. And mm. so, it, you know, it's just you, you get to know people, not – not a lot. I don't really want to get to know them a yeah, whole lot. Yeah. But, but like I said, I mean, somebody comes out and you say, how are you doing? And they'd say, my husband died last week. I text, I, I was just texting a lady yesterday, I think it was. And I was like, hey, just checking to see if you want me to take care of your yard in 2022. She said, my husband died on Christmas Eve, you know, which was last oh, week. Oh, man. And uh, she said, I, I'll get back to you on the yard. And and what do you do? You know, then just tell her you're sorry about that. And you know, no rush. So, and yeah, I mean, so, but I'm just saying, yeah. you, you don't, you're not searching for those conversations, but they just come. And some people, and the other thing, like you talk about widows and stuff, sometimes you realize how just lonely people are. And literally, they, they talk to the lawn guy because yeah. that's about the only guy they have to talk to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they don't have anybody else to talk to. And that's exactly one of my customers is that exact. She's a widow, and she's the sweetest lady you could ever meet. But she always wants to talk while I'm there. And yeah. we'll talk five or ten minutes every time. But that cut that, – I don't know. Am I, am I quote-unquote, losing money in that ten minutes? I guess you could say that. I mean, I'm not moving on to the next property, but – I'm gaining that that she's one of my most valuable customers. I mean, it's a it's a property that I can show up and say, "Hey, we need to do this, this, and this, and it's going to cost this." And she'll say, "Do it." Uh, yeah, that, that's all. She won't even think twice about it. And those are the kind of ones. Those are the ones you want to the the one the kind of customers you want to have, uh, especially in long term. That's. Do you do any commercial stuff, or do you stay all residential? Yeah, I've got commercial stuff. Do I, I don't search it out or anything. But I mean, to me. Like doing weed control is like grass is grass. It's yeah. just it's just I just want grass. I don't care who owns it or whatever. Yeah. You know. Now you know, like I've got an HOA in town, and and sometimes it's hard. You know, I email the the HO or the 
home, what is it, one of the management company kind of deals. Yeah, the property, and, man, yeah. yeah, you email them, and they said, well, I'll send it over to the board, and then the board never gets back. Yeah. And I, I, So I just had to tell that lady today. I was like, I mean, it's been, it's been going on for months, and I still hadn't tell them that the price is going up, and I'm on, you know, and still hadn't heard back. So, I mean, it's just kind of like sometimes communication is a little bit tougher on those situations. Yeah, yeah, that's – I, I dabble in some commercial. I have some. I have, like you're saying, HOA stuff that I deal with property management company. And luckily, the one that I have is great. There, It's the best property management company I've ever dealt with. Uh, but I, I like residential because you build those relationships. Yeah. And, and, and it all depends on what kind of business you're running, what kind of model you want. And we're sitting there talking. We're two owner-operators. And everybody doesn't want to be that way. Everyone not. Some people want to scale. Some people want to not be in the field and they want to do, they want to have guys running out on commercial lots and, and, and it's just a different, it's a different scenario in that case. You yeah. do, you do things a little bit differently, but I think starting out as a small business, these are all keys that you can take and grow in your early years mm-hmm. because it's all stuff that I've, I've personally implemented and it's helped, I think it's helped me propel in my business as to where we are today. Yeah. I like to have a little bit of commercial properties just because sometimes I get up at six in the morning and I'm ready and to go can, to work. Yeah. And I go, or on a Saturday, I, if it's beautiful weather, I'll go knock out a few commercial properties when nobody's there. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time it is. It'll be, you know, and so uh, to me, it, it helps. I come home, I'll come, I'll go do two, three property. I feel like I made two, three hundred dollars, and I come home at eight o'clock and eat breakfast. Yeah, and I'm like I'm, half people ain't even showed up at work yet. You yeah, know? they're still in the bed. Yeah, sluggards. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, well, let's talk route density for a second because. Uh, that's something that I'm really honing in on. It's something that everyone should be lawn care or weed control or, or really anything. I mean, in the service industry, your route should be pretty tight. Um, I know in our local area, I mean, you're trying to condense to this our our main city that we're in here. And what is, what does it look like? I guess over the years, let's let's take let's talk long term. Where have you kind of started, and how have you evolved your route density yeah. to today? Well, even even my current biz, Alabama Lawn Press, when I started, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to have twelve trucks one day and be yeah. a huge operation. So if if you don't know, you know, like like it's okay, I'd go wider. I was going into Birmingham and, and places I don't go now because I thought, well, I got to get one yard out there before yeah. I can get twenty. You know, so I, yeah. I go ahead and take one. Well. Uh, again, it goes back to like quality of life, and I just didn't enjoy getting into some of those areas. So I, I sold off, um, sold off. Not you know, not necessarily for route density. I was just trying to shrink my business, but it just made sense. If I'm going to sell some, I'm going to sell the ones sell that the ones are, that are far away. Yeah. yeah. And so by doing that, though, I tell you, I almost kind of backed into it. I didn't realize what a difference it did make, and, and yeah. not just money of like driving and everything, but again, like quality of life. Like I, I. If I get up, you know, I'm not a person to just, I get up early, but I mean, I've got things to do in the morning. I got, yeah. you know, animals and whatever I want to do in the morning. So, um, and, but it's okay because I can mess around the house for a couple of hours and, and at eight 30, when, when I feel like it's okay for me to go show up somebody's house, I can, um, I can be there in five minutes, you know, where yeah. if it's like, I got a 45 minute haul to get there. Well, then, you know, that's, I got to start that journey as soon as I wake up and yep. getting ready. Uh, and then if I want to come home for lunch. So anyway, I mean, quality of life to me is even more important on, on the route density and being close than, uh, than the other stuff as far as making more money, but definitely making more money too. And I think, 
you know, they're talking about gas keeps going up and all this other stuff's going up and all that. So, well, and vehicle maintenance, that's one yeah. thing. I mean, you're not yeah. putting hundreds and thousands of miles on your oh, yeah. vehicles. Yeah, I get about 10 miles a gallon. So, you know, you don't you need it. Yeah. Driving around all that time, but yeah, I, I think it's super important. So, what what is a rough, what is it now that you've kind of honed it in? What is a rough radius? 15 miles, 20 miles? Well, I mean, I've got like 80% of my customers are probably. I mean, they're they're probably within five to seven miles. I mean, yeah. you know, hey, fifty percent of them are within like, you know, four or five miles. But then I, yeah. I so go a little get- bit further. But then I have a twenty percent that I drive like thirty five minutes away, and I have kind of another. I tell another people route. I use like a fishing illustration. You know, these they, these pro fishermen have the tournament, and then one guy sits, starts fishing right away, and the other guy drives an hour. And you think, yeah. what is he doing? But he gets over and he catches all these fish, you know. And so yeah. I drive 35 minutes because I got a good fishing hole 35 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. And that, is that something you built up earlier on and you just kind of kept that as you've shrunk? I kept it, and it's not as competitive, honestly. Some, a yeah. lot of the companies don't go over there, and they're still building houses. It, you know, it's like – it's 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 kind of perfect, other than it's thirty five minutes away. Yeah. But it, but it's not you know it's not terrible. Once I'm over there, I've got you know four or five days worth of work. So it's yeah. like once I get drive thirty five minutes, then all my yards are close together. It's not like I'm driving all over the place. Yeah, you're not driving thirty five minutes and then driving twenty in between yards. Yes. So and it's not you know low traffic area and all that. So it's not you know I just I don't know I'm just not a I just can't handle the stress. Of being in the what, like this traffic and stuff. Yeah, I just can't. I just yeah, get it, to me. I come home. I just feel like I was like this was terrible. I'm thing. assuming you used to when you started. You did stuff down on 280, right? Yeah, oh, I get down goodness. there and drive, yeah. and I'm I've got this ride on spreader sprayer on the back of my truck. I'm just hoping if that thing falls off in the middle of the road, <laughs> I don't. I may just keep going. I don't, even, don't even look I back. Mean, yeah, I don't. Who's that one? Do not look back. <laughs> it's just, or, it's oh not worth my it. goodness, no. No, that's whenever I have to go down there and I'm pulling a 18 foot trailer, I'm like, oh my goodness, this yeah. is just, this is, I'm like, please let my blinkers work, make sure there's no tail lights nah, out because terrible. So. You might murder it. And for those of you listening that aren't from here, 280 is our, it's our, one of our local highways, but it is the busiest in our area by far. It is just what eight lanes of traffic, but I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. It's it, terrible. It's but terrible. I think me, if you even lived in a big city, you know, I would think I would just. I would think you would have to just select neighborhoods yeah. and say, "I'm not driving all over." There. I don't. I don't yeah. see how you make any money. I, I think mean. that's. I think that's accurate though, because I know like uh, Brian in his lawn maintenance company, he only works in a few neighbor. Like he's he targets yeah. specific neighborhoods and says, "These are the ones I'm going to work in." Yeah, he's not just going to go down some random street. And pick up a yard that, yeah. down there. He's he is in neighborhoods and saying there's four or five that he's that he's in. Yeah. Now, the, to me, the difference would be is I was going to start a weed control company and I wanted to have a multi million dollar company and I knew I wanted all these trucks running one day. Then I'm basically taking everything within an hour radius yeah. and I'm just like I'm taking them all just about and because it, it's kind of a numbers game at that. And some people have that goal. Their their goal is to build up the most revenue their company can generate in a year with the idea of selling the company one day. Like if, yeah. I, if my company's generating $3 million a year in revenue, then it's worth something to true green or whoever's going to buy me out one day. Yeah. That is, that is true. That's a good way to think. I've never yeah. thought about it that way. Yeah. But that's not me. I'm not trying to, I mean, I'd be fine if somebody wanted to pay me something. You want that I, bottom line though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it couldn't even do that. I think maybe I could, but I think I'd I'd be so 
so angry at the world by the time <laughs> I made it that far. I'd be so <laughs> managing people. And I'm going to make sure if I see you on the road, I don't ever cut you off. Or yeah, anything, I, I, yeah, he could I'm, be coming after yeah, me. I'm all right. So. <laughs> Oh, that's real. That's real life stuff right there. That is that's funny. So if anybody's if anybody's ever seen Jason on the road or and he's just sitting there mad at himself, he's, he's mad talking to himself in the truck. Just know some customer yeah. probably did that's him wrong right. or Didn't cheated him money. Me. Or that's right. I try. <laughs> I, I I really need to work on not uh, letting that stuff get to me. But you know. hey, I mean everybody has their downfalls. Yeah, everybody has their demons. Right. So. Well, we were talking at the beginning of the show, and then we kind of transitioned. I want to go back to this the the yard signs. This is something I see with recontrol fertilization companies all the all the time. The little what twelve inch, sixteen inch yard signs that people put out front. You say you use them. I always was under the impression that it really probably helped because you see that sign everywhere. Uh, if you if people see your sign, they're going to see your name and call a number. So, what is it? What has your experience been in using the signs? And and if that's not one of your top marketing. Uh, keys to marketing in your business how have you gone about marketing and gaining on new clients well i i don't think the signs are a waste matter of fact i kind of like them um they're they're a little on the expensive side for the for the for the decent ones that like um that hold up in the weather now you get like the super cheap ones in the first morning that gets due on it it's all falling over falling over i'm like no i'm not doing that so i i've got some guy i got the uh, guy named chad he runs uh, spray signs.com but anyway, he does a great job they use the ones that that hold up it's basically milk carton materials the way they describe it to you so yeah. it's made to hold up with i mean not gonna last forever but you know they'll they'll last a month and still look pretty decent mm-hmm. so um i i do think those are important like you know if, if i'm trying to take over a neighborhood and, and I, when I'm one of my competitors, I, I'll go in there to a certain neighborhood, and this one competitor, I mean, he'll have like everywhere. 50 in one neighborhood. Yeah. I'm like, and I know so, who you're and, talking and, about. And, and what, what does that mean? Like, so, like, the three guys on that neighborhood that aren't using him, if they decide to hire a company, who, who are they going to hire? So, yeah. I mean, it does kind of give you that branding, like, like just name recognition. Even if it's not in the whole city, it's like he's got name recognition in that city. I can guarantee you, unless somebody's just not paying attention, they know exactly yeah. who treats most of the yards because yeah. they see the sign all the time. So, and that doesn't have you don't have to take over a neighborhood for that happening. It could literally be just the way I look at it. And this, and you don't think this is me being evil again, but like <laughs> when somebody fire, like say I had next door neighbors and one of them fires me, then I'm thinking I'm gonna make that the one that didn't fire me. I'm gonna make his oh, yard yeah, look so good. Ever, I'm yeah. like, yeah, put open up the fertilizer <laughs> spread. It's gonna be super green, and and I'm gonna make that other guy. I hope he uh, uh, wish he never. Yeah, yeah, wish he so, never fired me. But you. but let's say you got one customer, and and you know you got the neighbor, and he finally after so many years wants to make a change. Well, if he notices um, that that you know that his your neighbor's yard looks great all the time you know it's the one that he notices whose neighbor's been doing his neighbor's yard mm-hmm. and if it's your company and they're only seeing your sign in their yard then they when they go to switch it's like that they're going to call you. Come to you now that that can happen the opposite way too and this is when they really want to get to me they tell me why is why is my neighbor's yard so green and mine's not and all yep. that why is my neighbor yard doesn't have any weeds and you know that 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 point can bite you in the butt. Too. Well, they don't want to hear the truth. The truth is, their neighbors out there mowing his grass three times a week, and they mow Water their grass one every three weeks. You know, yeah. I say, well, it looks like you ain't mowed your grass. You know, we you can't anyway. It is you can only it. do so much. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a team effort here. We're yeah. in a partnership, and you uh, you try not to 
say that directly, but sometimes they're not holding up their end of the bargain. We'll circle back to marketing. That's a good point that I kind of want to talk about. I've, that's, I've always wondered this. How do you, as a, as a chemical provider, you, results? People want results from you. For me, I can go out and cut a yard, and I can make it look, I mean, 80% better than what it was, and they're happy with it. For you, like, and I'm talking about for me personally, my yard, I don't want weeds in my yard. If I like, if I walk out and I'm paying somebody fifty dollars every treatment to to come out, and I see weeds popping up, I'm not happy. Yeah. So how do you kind of um, how do you handle that about yeah. when you do have weed? Say you say you treat, and then three weeks later there's weeds in there. Yeah. How do you handle that? Because I mean, they the, the customer has a right to want a good product. They don't That's want right. weeds, and they're not paying they're not paying you to not have weeds for two weeks, and then the rest of the four weeks in between your treatments to have them. They're paying you not have them at all. Yeah. And so how do you kind of go about doing that? Yeah. So I think um, one thing we talk about, again, pricing. Like, I, like if, let's say I wanted to go low ball on my prices and to, to keep being profitable, I'd use cheapo chemicals. I'd use cheap pre-emergence and cheap fertilizer. By, and I'm like, look how much money I'm making. Yeah. Well, I, I think, at least in our area, I think there's more of a demand for people that will pay. They will pay more if you deliver outstanding results. So one thing I've done was I've started, like even this year, I'm improving my program from last year. There's a, a product we use called Spectacle Flow. It costs over $1,600 per gallon of it. Per gallon? Per gallon. It goes a long way, but I mean, it's 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 expensive. When you just pour it in your tank, you're like, if I spill this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get <laughs> yeah, them. Don't drop an yeah, ounce. Yeah, I'm going to get them something out here and start sweeping it up off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, and you think, well, why would you use something that costs $1,600? I used to wrestle with that. Like, I'd be out there spraying it like, this is bad. <laughs> Can I use this yeah, much? I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I hope I don't. And anyway, now I'm like, no, I'm use, I'm not only just using it in the fall, which I used to. I used to not use it at all. Then I started using it in the fall. Now I'm going to use it in the fall and the spring. Yeah. And because for me, it's like, like you're saying, the customers, they want the result. And I think if I get the, if I have the greatest yards in Trustful, and I, we got some really good competitors. Then I think then people are going the route density will take care of itself because yeah. people will start recommending. People are going to so, see that yard and be like, "Wow, that's really yeah." Good. And then really, when you average it out, it, it's like maybe two dollars and something for every thousand square feet. So like you got a five thousand square foot yard, it's like, well, it cost me ten dollars to spray it. You know, ten dollars for that, and, and maybe let's say it went up to three dollars on the and that, and you're not using that every time. Sometimes it's yeah. cheaper. But let's say it was ten dollars and you charge them fifty or 60 it's still not you know it's not bad yeah, you're you still know pretty good yeah profits, you still yeah. make good profits and 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 then if you don't kill the weeds then you get complaints where you got to go back and treat their yard for free or when you're out there doing weed control treatments in the summer backpacking yards you know you're out there spraying other junk trying to get rid yep. of stuff and it's like if you can if i could use this expensive product and just keep it from ever being seen in the yard it to me it's worth it yeah so you gotta just go crazy on the chemicals the other side of it um like i said I, I don't don't skimp on the chemicals the other side though is you have to uh explain to some customers like like nut nut sedge or you know people call yeah. nut grass well, like yeah it's just they haven't invented anything that's going to kill it just yet you know i tell people all the time i have this conversation every summer i said i probably got seven sedge products on my truck and not if i said if you if you've invented something that'll kill nut sedge you won't be a millionaire you'll be a billionaire i yeah. said it's just like that stuff is just so aggravating and i use the example of my house i said i had solid woods in my yard no grass 
and we clear it off, put some sod out, and guess what? There's nuts edge all back there. I was yeah. like, where did it how even come it, from? Yeah, I mean, even, where there? did it come from? I don't even know. Well, it just shows up, and so uh, I'm not saying there's no treatment options or anything, but sometimes if I can explain that to the customer, like, listen, there are certain weeds, and and also other management practices, like, hey, listen, if you if you will just water your grass, some people irrigation systems, they just love to watch those things run, and and you, they got tons of nut sedge. And then I I said, how often are you watering your grass? Oh, well, we water it every day. You know, that's what they think you want them to water it all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, please um, slow down. You, yeah, well, if you will please water once a week and just soak it once a week. Yeah, I, I think that will be plenty for your yard, and it will greatly help on these weeds because some of those weeds just thrive in wet areas yeah. and you're like it's 98 degrees hadn't rained in three weeks and i'm How? squishing in your yard <laughs> yeah so like something's not right man yeah. if you think that's you're either on a spring yeah, or you've yeah, been watering too that's much. right and that's not normal and that is not good for the grass you yeah. know but people don't understand that they think they got plenty of money they don't care about their water bill they think more water's better, and and so you have to kind of help them out on some of those things. How do you handle the lack of watering? That's one. That's kind of one of the top with this question that I was kind of hitting at is when, when you when you do put your product out there, you charge the customer, they don't water, and then they don't see the results because I know yeah. a lot of it has to be watered in to yeah. activate it. So how do, how long do you kind of go about doing about yeah. if they're not watering? What you do you can do? put notes on the invoices. You know, when they invoice, it'll say, "Hey, please water." If we don't get any rain within ten days, please water this in. So I mean, at least at that point, you can at least say, "Well, we we told you what to mm-hmm. do, whether you did it or not." But I mean, honestly, most stuff like the fertilizer, yeah, it's not going to do anything until it gets rained on. But it's like a, we use a lot of slow release fertilizer, so it's not going to like burn up the lawn. Some people are like, "Is this going to burn up my lawn?" And it's not going to burn up the lawn, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then the pre-emergence, I mean, like I said, you'd have to be some kind of biologist, I'm, I'm assuming, to understand exactly what's going on in the soil when you put out those chemicals out. But I, I, I know enough to know that I'm amazed at how well that stuff works. And you've seen it where you have a yard that's being sprayed, the yard that's not being sprayed, and you can basically draw a line. Oh, yeah. And there's no weeds and all weeds. Yeah. And and you know, think well, how does that work you know well uh, anyway i'm amazed that, that some of it works even with less than ideal practices like not watering it oh, yeah. so you know oftentimes i think like if it gets water within two three weeks it's probably still fine now yeah. ideally you know it'd be great if it was watered in afterwards but and and the other side of that too is you get the the one I can get concerned about more is like when you put something out, you spray their weeds, and then it comes a big rain that night, you yeah. know, four hours later. And then I'm always thinking I'm going to get tons of phone calls. These people are calling, why you sprayed my yard and it rained? Well, on the, if it's a pre-emergent, you tell them, hey, it needs to be watered. It's yeah, good so, for yeah, it, yeah, that's good. If it's fertilizer, hey, it needed water, that's good. If it's like a post-emergent where you're just trying to kill existing weeds, then um, – most of them say on the label like an hour or two, something like that. You yeah. know, so um, so at that point you kind of just talk to me like, listen, once you give it um, two weeks, if you feel like you don't see a significant improvement in the weeds, then you'll come back and take care of it. You know, so that's what you it is. talk about customers taking advantage of you, and it really boil, gets your blood boiling. It sounds like. Have you ever had anybody like flat out lie to you and be like, yeah, I'm watering, I'm watering, but you know they're not. Yes. Okay. So what was it? I think it was four or five years ago when we had like the epic drought and you may not have been mowing there but it, it was in the fall 
maybe five years ago. But anyway, it was really, really bad drought, mm-hmm. like two months in August, September, where we didn't basically get no measurable rain. Well, and I had people at that point, you get situation where like big pieces of yard are dying oh, yeah. or shrubs. And um, this one person had this big section that died. And and they tell you like I'm watering that you know and and I just, and they're just lying to you they they're not watering you know that, yeah. yeah I mean it died because of the you know hundred year drought we just had not yeah. because I sprayed something now same side the other side you, you got to use some common sense if the yard is crunchy brown and and hadn't had water and looks terrible going out there and blanking in the whole thing with a bunch of herbicide is not necessarily a good thing good for it. it yeah. yeah so like i'm just like well, what the what we're gonna wait hold off on your yard until it gets some rain mm-hmm. and uh you know because you don't want to be accused of anything do you try to print like nowadays now that you've kind of narrowed down route you're getting really particular in what you want to be doing do you try to only take on irrigation yards you're going to yards, not, or does that really matter? Not really. I don't care. I just, I, I'm more. You just like, want grass. That's grass what you said. Is yeah. Flat. I don't want to heal, and I don't want. Yeah, you know, no. The, Some of these guys I, I see out, like you're saying, in the summer yeah. backpacking. I'm like, and you know where we live, and we got some of these neighborhoods that have hills. They've literally yes. carved them out of mountains. Yeah. And I'm like, I see them walking up down these hills. Yeah. I said, no way. Or the person that's got landscaping beds every three feet, and yep. I put this there and that there. Or, or I mean, I don't even, I hate landscaping, but I'd rather it just be open grass. Just but, open, yeah. But if they got like some rose bushes and there's literally no border, no pine straw, no nothing, I mean, I'm like, no mulch, no, it's like literally just a rose bush with grass up yeah. around it. And so you can only spray so close so to close, the shrub. Yeah. And I mean, literally, I'll, I'll spray within three inches of it. And the three inches I didn't spray is They'll covered be, in weeds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you don't want weed. I'm like, you got to put, you got to help me out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, put something put around some, it. Something, you're like, well, I got weeds in my bed. So they, I bet you do. You ain't got a, <laughs> you got bare dirt. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah, what do you people expect? don't have any common sense. No, no, common sense is a superpower. Yeah. That is exactly <laughs> what that is. Yeah. If you uh, it's it's people are just crazy people are crazy yeah. but, but it's, it's only you know it's just a five percent of people that i mean i, I mean i really think 95 percent of my customers are great yeah and that, the other five percent i'm trying to get rid of as fast as i can that's right and i think i got rid of about four percent of them today. today yeah i mean the ones that didn't pay i'm like pay or don't pay and, and uh that's anyway. a good ultimatum. You got to do that at some point in your business, though, if you want to stay yeah. profitable and 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 make your life easier. Yeah. Like you're saying, you don't want to be sitting there chasing your money all day. So back to the marketing thing, really quick before we wrap this up. This has been a really fun show. We got to run. Uh, what what do you think your top marketing strategy is for for getting new customers in the weed control firm? Yeah, I think long term you got to me it's a website. I get so many calls off my website, it's crazy. And get the website, and get it ranked on Google. Like get get your my Google my business thing. Go ahead and start getting reviews. Yep. And I mean, I get calls all the time. Um, and then other than that, I said it's this. Uh, getting to know if you're weed control getting to know the mowing guys if you're yep. a mowing guy getting to know the weed control guys i mean uh, if i didn't do anything else but those two things my website and just the relationships i have you know even without referrals from customers which that comes with time um but like i don't do any direct mail or any of that stuff anymore i mean really? I, if i was again if you're trying to be super aggressive and grow and some grow, huge, yeah. yeah i'm trying to like I'm almost maxed out as like a solo guy, yeah. And I'm just trying to like be as profitable as possible and, and quality of life and stuff like that. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I got one final question for you. This is what I ask all my guests, and I just love hearing all the different, uh, the variety of answers. And 
the question is, what's your why? What is your why? Why do you? Why do you? Why did you start entrepreneurship? Why are you still going in entrepreneurship? Why do you get out of the bed every day? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, and to be honest with you, I, I actually give it a lot of thought. And and yeah. and, it, and it, you you think to know the answer is just is great. I, but sometimes I and where it hits me sometimes is like for instance the last month I've been off from doing yards. Yeah. So I do YouTube. It's so all like so like literally if you had a blank slate on your calendar like what would you do with yourself today you know because you can only just go out there and play golf or go you know, yeah, I mean, you can't, do it for so long you only like just hobby yourself for for so long where you're like is this really what life's all about yeah so uh, I mean I think you know with our uh, Christian view uh, we, we're we're created to work. So I, I think work's a, a good thing um, for the most part. And I you know I want a break, and I think people that are slave their job is not good. Um, but I, I don't I don't like Monday morning is not a burden to me. Yeah, I wake you don't up. Dread it, yeah. yeah, I get up. I enjoy. So I mean, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to be excellent in my work. I'm trying to provide for my family. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, you know, again, we talked about this earlier, how much of my time and energy goes to making money. I get frustrated with that sometimes. But then I think, you know, it's not it's not just like making money for money's sake. I just, what can we do with the money? I, I, I'm, I got to provide for my family. I have yeah. I have a, yeah. a stay-at-home wife and four kids, and they, they all... It's not cheap. Yeah, they just eat. I mean, they just like to we we... We're going out to eat tonight and going to a movie and going out to eat. You oh, know? goodness. You yeah, better make now, some more well, videos. Oh, I know. I was glad I tell her what. She, you know, they always joke with me. They like, just one more yard. You know what I, I, <laughs> I, I said? Y'all go one more yard me straight yeah. to a nursing home, man. <laughs> I said, we one more yard me until I can't walk anymore. Yeah. Uh, but actually, we got my kids got a gift card to the movie theater two years ago. They all got $45, <laughs> and we lost them. It. We lost them, and we just found them the other day. Hey, so we're like, well, luckily, there's a good movie out right now. Yeah. So we're going to uh, go see something. And then, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the why, I think, um, I, I wish I had a better answer. Be no, honest with you. I, no, I, I really, I think about it all the time because I, I wish you, you had this driving sense of, of purpose. Yeah. Uh, Everybody is different. Though. Yeah. But it, it, just to make money is, is to me not a good enough no. reason. That's not going to hold up. Um, but you're to me, it sounds like you're providing the life for your family. You're providing yeah. the life for your stay at home wife and four kids. And that's, that that's a good why. I mean, if that even if that's what it is, and it's not, you got to make money to do that. Yeah, I had some of the day he told me it's like you know, every day you wake up, you're going to do something constructive or destructive. That's He's like, let's true. just be constructive. Yeah. And, and so even when I'm at home, I'm like, if I'm out there and I'm, a, I'll dig up a bush and move it to a different spot. I'm drive my wife crazy. I'm like, well, that didn't look right. You know, but I'm trying to make things better. You know, yeah. just. Just uh, kind of the whole idea of bringing order to chaos, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's what it is with weeds and mowing grass. You know, it, if you let a Bermuda yard go with no uh, no chemicals, it, it, it's going to look bad. Yeah. I mean, it's going to look real bad. I get yeah. these people on YouTube like, well, why are you using all those chemicals? Why don't you just go hand pull all those weeds? <laughs> Good I, said, luck. I, tell, I said, you go ahead and get started and you let me know when you finish. Yeah, about five years. Yeah, because yeah. you like, you won't finish. Yeah. The, the time you f- get finished, you start time back over. Time to start over. Yep, yeah, yep, I hear you. Well, man, it's been a super fun time. I'm so thankful for you coming and joining today, taking some time out of your uh, afternoon to do this. Where can everybody find you on social media? Well, I mostly do uh, lawn care life at, at YouTube. I got, yep. I think, eight hundred videos or something. But you know, some people. And you got your online resources now, right? Yeah, I do uh, lawn care life. My website. So if you got, of course, people want to start 
in we control i have uh courses and documents and programs and all that so i do that i'm on uh instagram with the lawn care life and if i'm on anything else i don't know about it yet you're now gonna come up lawn care life everywhere that's what it sounds like. i guess so i hear you buddy well man i hope you all have a great time with your family at the movies thank you all so much for listening today i hope you all had a great uh time whatever you're doing today whenever you're listening to the show i hope you enjoyed what you were doing i hope you enjoyed the show if you would leave those ratings and reviews those will really help us and boost us in the apple podcast rankings and now on spotify you can leave rank you can leave reviews on spotify as well so that would really help us i would really appreciate it i'm looking forward to catching up with y'all here on the next episode whatever you're doing just do it to uh, maximum capacity do it the best you can and look live to be a, a better influence on somebody else so uh with any without any further ado we're gonna wrap this one up and i hope to catch up with y'all here on the next episode Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.